Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, before we get started, I wanted to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. You can use promo code PORCHTALK at www.manscaped.com. That's PORCHTALK, all one word. Get 20% off your total purchase order. Wanted to tell you a little bit about the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, that is for the downstairs. Uh, you can go down there with confidence. I'm telling you, there is nothing quite like that. I have nicked myself several times down there in the past. It is not a fun experience. I don't recommend it. Uh, zero out of ten. But for Manscaped, I give it a ten out of ten. It is wireless. It has an LED light, so you can see what's going on down there. You could even use it in the shower. It's waterproof. Uh, the blades are replaceable when that comes uh, time to do that. Also, it's wireless, um, and it comes with a uh, tri-level power indicator. So at each 33% mark, it lets you know uh, what the what the battery life is like. Uh, it's got a built-in uh, relay on there to where you can't overcharge or undercharge it so it uh you won't burn it up while it's on its wireless charging station so that's very interesting also i wanted to tell you about the what they call the crop preserver this is anti-chafing ball deodorant uh when they sent this to me uh and this is a personal testimony i never heard of it uh, a buddy of mine had been using it for a time. He told me about it, so uh, Manscaped sent me some. I gave it a shot. Absolutely loved it. Uh, it is designed specifically for a man's most sensitive region. This deodorant helps to create an anti-chafing barrier and provide freshness below the waist. So not only um, you won't be chafing, but uh, you won't totally smell like a garbage can down there. So those are the two products I've picked out to tell you about today. Promo code PORCHTALK at checkout. Get 20% off. And at this moment, as it stands on March the 7th, they're already running like 40% off some of their package deals, and you can stack that 20% on top of that. Manscaped.com. All right, here's the show. Whoa. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. This is a uh, Zoom call. And we're headed out to New York. I got Mad Megs here with me, the band. And so, guys, I would like for each of y'all to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band. Uh, my name is Igor. I play bass and I scream when I'm allowed to. Uh, like back screaming. I do some back screaming vocals that uh, <laughs> only I can do in... Anyway, <laughs> also manages the band. Yeah, that's right. I scream. <laughs> uh, my name is Ruslan, and I play drums. And I don't sing. I don't scream. Uh, I just play drums. That's it. I am Jason Laney. Uh Horse, uh, and uh, I have been known to sing some harmonies from time to time. My name is Dan. I play guitar in Mad Meg, and uh, I also sing backup. My name is Ilya. I, I sing the lead vocals, and I write songs from Mad Meg. All right. And so tell me a little bit about the formation of how did y'all come together? How did y'all meet? It all started at a bullet factory in the in uh, outside of Riga, in uh, Latvia. <laughs> That's right, Dan. We, it's the, the band it actually started out as the as the house <laughs> chess team of the of the bullet of the uh, uh, munitions factory, an old uh, decommissioned Soviet munitions factory in uh, the Baltics, and um, it was an unlikely scenario in which uh, we all became friends as a result of a romantic misadventure involving a nun. I I, I would be the one testing the bullets, uh, you know, which which is how I got my scream. 
<laughs> and Meg would be that nun. Oh yes, uh, yeah, she was completely <laughs> the nun. Everybody wanted her, and uh, she was oh, really yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, she was a no mad, mad nun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all, all jokes aside, uh, we—I mean, not, not all jokes aside. Some jokes remain, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> We when we toured Eastern Europe and Russia, we uh, you know they would they would constantly on, ask like who Mad Meg was and, and like I think eventually like Ilya and Dan they made up a story of uh, them going to Catholic school and this being this nun of them uh, to whom they they've lost their virginity to. I might be wrong, but but I'm I'm trying to summarize. it. Yeah, we can, we made up a story to tell people because we had to answer the same questions over and over yeah. again. Yeah. The, story, the story was that we met when we were rivals for the affections of of a nun. I like it. I'm with it. Yeah. So for for those of you just joining us, <laughs> this, welcome. This, this is kind of script, scripted, improvised uh, podcast yeah. take two type of thing. We uh, had, we had a failed intro on my end. I failed yeah. to record. Yeah, so, so so now we have to act like uh, we've never had this conversation, before. And, and like we've never met before. <laughs> I've never seen any of these people before. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not well, like I've been I was making music with these guys. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to get to the Pornhub. How the hell I end up here? <laughs> ah, see, I I, I well, said. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for girls. Why is there like five guys in my I, I sent you a link. I tricked you into being here. It's the twenty first You sent me the wrong yeah. link, man. Now I sent you the right link. Now you now you can't leave. <laughs> well, uh okay, then I'm gonna do some stuff. You guys just don't watch, guys. I, Ruslan, you might I listen. Ruslan, while I have you, uh tell me a little bit about drums, man. How'd you get into it? Drums, 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 drums. Um, well, drums is everything. I believe that every musician uh, must learn how to play drums because it gives you so uh, much uh, ability to play and uh, perform your music well. Uh, through the drums, I learned how to play guitar and piano. And rhythm is everything. There's no melody without the rhythm. There is no dance without the rhythm, and you must learn what the rhythm is. And through the rhythm, you just can learn play any music instrument. Although I'm not the really uh, great piano player or guitar player, but it helped me to uh, learn faster. Uh, but Ruslan does compose beautifully on the piano. Oh, thank you. Oh, and... Okay. And I, drums, uh, yeah, and uh, that, that that's why I really felt when I was a kid uh, in high school, and it's uh, it's came to me. My friends just came and said, like, I'm gonna be drummer since I always been, you know, knocking on the on the table and always beated some beats and mm-hmm. and yeah, and this is my journey begin with this high school back in Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. and since that. I'm in Mad Mac, and yeah. So I, how I, did uh, how did you how did you meet Igor? How did all this come together? I, I I think just jumping back a little bit to the question. I think uh, I mean Ruslan is uh, he's a beautiful drummer. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, I mean he. Uh, I mean as a composer, I mean it's what like he. he Stuff that sounds completely different from anything else he does, but I mean, um, as an arranger, I think he brings a lot to every band that that I mean we've been in. We've been in a bunch of bands, and our we are in two right now. Uh, currently, me and Ruslan, um, we've been playing for like fifteen. Well, years. I can't. I I wouldn't say it's bunch of bands. I say it's just bands. You know, it's uh, yeah. Well, me, we just. We're not looking for uh, uh, gigs or just play somewhere. We're all friends. We've been knowing each other for years. And at uh, some point, our roads crossed, and we just started to play music. And Ilya always writing great songs, and I love his lyrics. 
And when he sent me his first uh, demo, uh, when he invited me to his band, his like let's play, and I fell in love in his deep uh, voice and said, "All right, I'm I'm in." So yeah, and uh, and I wanted to play because I really like uh, his music and his uh, his vision. His vision. So, me, yeah. me, me. I think the question was when me and Ruslan met and. This was like, right? Was that the question? That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. All yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah. Man. I mean, Igor yeah. is my first friend I've met yeah. when I came to America. Uh, 2007, it was uh, July or June. I think it was July. It was Little Russian Bar. And uh, I met him there. And we, you know, and I came with a friend and we started one band, which named The Clocks. And little by little, uh, we grew up and we achieved some stuff uh and later on uh, we joined to mad mag band so yeah it's actually one big family just yeah. playing kind of different style of music which i love too as a drummer for me is really cool that uh mad mag has more upbeats and more funky uh classic jazzy bluesy stuff and the other my project, the more progressive rock, uh, alternative rock, you know, more our project. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, that's that's why I have this. Uh, uh, I satisfy myself <laughs> as a drummer in both way. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I can play some styles or genre as a drummer in one band. And be open in it, and be uh, experimental and very hard rock, progressive, and the other. So yeah, I'm gotcha. happy. What about it, uh, Ilya? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the uh, Mad Mix. Like, uh, what really want? What what led you to want to pursue music? And just as far as being a creator, because I know uh, music is not your only outlet. You also do the music videos and other uh, artistic uh, endeavors. Uh, how did all this come together for you? Well, uh, I've always been, you know, I guess as uh, as anybody else, a fan of music. Like growing up, mostly like classic rock with like brief interludes into like punk rock and grunge. And um, I, I've always recorded my own songs at home. And like uh, when we met, with, when we like started the band, the, the guys heard my songs on MySpace that I was just like posting shit on, on MySpace. And yeah, I got into it because, you know, my musicianship is not great, but I really like to create and, you know, music is a very easy way to create something out of nothing you don't really need anything for that and i really enjoyed that part of it right on. And so jason how did you end up in new york with uh i mean i guess the rest of these guys are uh, russian speaking so how do you fall in line here uh i moved to new york about 10 years ago my first roommate when i first moved to uh the city uh is uh, she is also she was Russian and uh, that was how I was introduced to these guys I was running uh, I was booking musical acts for a show in the East Village at a place called Happy Ending that uh, used to be a massage parlor and uh, is that the thing that Ruslan was looking for well yeah <laughs> um this is how he found me <laughs> I was like, Damn. my my mo at the time was i would just find bands that i was i wanted to play in and i would invite them to come play the show and say i'll record you uh, and you know i'll be there my keyboard will be set up if you wanted to rehearse something or whatever uh and uh for whatever reason uh they they liked me and it stuck and i've uh been with the band ever since i wonder why <laughs> sweet yeah. uh sweet keyboard playing and uh I, I don't know if we we've we've talked a little bit about what you what each of you do but dan uh 
big fan of the guitar work, man. Uh, how did you get involved with music? What made you want to play guitar? Um, I've wanted to uh, play guitar since I was a small child, like before I even probably could talk. So, you know, it's hard to say exactly what made me want to do it, but I always knew that I would one day. And then one day I got a guitar when I was a kid and, you know, and then I just did. But it's almost like that point when I got a guitar doesn't even mean anything because I was sort of already a guitarist. You know what I mean? Like before that, I mean, I knew, like I just knew always that I would be Did one. it come from that composer? Yeah, my, uh, one of my earliest influences is this Russian songwriter, Vladimir Vysotsky, and I heard him at a very early age. But I mean, you know, he's not much of a guitar player. He's more just of a, a, yeah. a fantastic Russian language songwriter, and he's got a, an enormous presence. So that's the first kind of image of a guitar playing, you know, performer that I that really made me want to do that. But he, you know, his influence is not so much of a musical influence as more of a, like a persona oriented. Well, I, I would say a, a definitely a poetic influence. Yes, uh, and, and powerhouse just in general, because I mean that that you know it, it's it's some it's kind of hard. You know, there's some people in the world where it, it's when they when they uh, get in the room, uh, it's hard to focus on anything else. So he kind of he kind of. He's that type of ma like attention magnet where you just kind of all your attention kind of focuses on him. Yeah, he was very. And he's definitely a legend. Not a great guitar player, <laughs> but but a, a great songwriter nevertheless. Perfect for what he, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. Playing is perfect for yeah, what he's. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a phenomenon, a his, historical phenomenon. If you're if you're curious, you you, you can look him up. Uh, yeah, uh, I think is that. I mean, actually, kind of, I, I like that kind of the South, the folk, uh, country thing. I mean, there's definitely like a parallel that that has that that's going from from that kind of uh, guitar oriented, the Russian guitar oriented music, uh, poetically driven uh, to to you know Southern. Uh... Dan, are you smoking weed? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are you just rubbing it into Alan's face that he can't? <laughs> oh, sorry, no, no. red state. Uh, uh, <laughs> if if it looks I'm like I'm just... dazed off, it's just because I'm looking at Dan, Dan having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just fucking around. No, but but I, I actually I listened. Um, I don't know if I mean I don't think Jason, but like I I've listened to all Vysotsky, mo most of his stuff, especially while growing up. I. You know, I have collections and collections of... of yeah, um, in other words, he's a huge influence on anybody who's... Absolutely. And, and just, you know, if not musically, then in other ways. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a powerhouse. Yeah. So, uh, Ilya, tell me a little bit about the songwriting process for the band as far as Mad Megs. Is it uh, an idea you bring to the table and each of these guys bring their, their own work to it and y'all kind of form it as you shape the song? Or how does that work for y'all? Pretty much, yeah. I bring uh, usually I bring a song that is just like written on a guitar or with some very rudimentary uh, arrangements, and uh, uh, the guys really put it like in. They take it inside out and put it up, you know, upside down, and it really changes dramatically once it gets in their hands. And each one writes their own part, and. Uh, and then we uh, we play play that song until it feels right, and then we play it in front of people until it feels comfortable and right, and it progresses as we perform it live, and then we record it after that. Yeah, let me I, I, ask you something about this. It's like uh, I think there's three parts to a song. Uh, just in my own experience, you have the practice to where you wrote it, and then when you first start playing it out to a crowd and seeing how the crowd is going to ride with it. That's kind of like a rehearsal for the song to me when you're, you're just sharing it with other people to kind of get a, a feel for the room. And then like you finally begin to play it after it's polished. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Cause a lot of so like some artists, they record it first and then they start like taking the song on the road and we don't start like we don't go into the studio until we've played it enough times in front of people 
because that's where it actually like takes shape i think there's like uh you know the, the two very um original things about this band is is that our our musical tastes actually rarely meet <laughs> like we we do not like like we meet on on something like we all love the beatles or uh you know um there's you some other stop, thing you can't that, stop talking about the Vosotsky. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't. You know, I love you know Vasotsky is like that. That's my dude. Uh, but uh, but Lennon, he's just my another dude. He's another dude. It's two dudes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> two dudes just just writing songs in in two different countries. I, I think that's I think that's a good reference point with uh, John Lennon. A lot of people when they think about the Beatles, he was the cool one, and then Paul McCartney was the guy who actually understood how music worked. Mm. And so, like, anytime you listen to a song that John Lennon wrote, like, the vocals of it would be just, like, flatline, right? Mm. But, like, when Paul McCartney wrote it, it would be a roller coaster. Or even with Ringo, when it would be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this every, is, every, this Beatle, my Bible. every Beatle kind of brought something to the table. You, you can you can see it, Rus, Ruslan. It, it, it keeps beating. Uh, you keep disappearing in that moon. You're like the Cheshire cat with that uh, background. Yeah. <laughs> Speak up, uh, Ruslan. Let me see it full screen. What are you What are you trying to show us? Yeah, what are you showing uh, us? We can't see I'm, it. <laughs> I'm wonder why. Turn off the background. <laughs> I think I remember. Ruslan is like trying to come across the dimensions. Uh, yeah, it's the Be uh, it's the Beatles Bible. It's when, when they say the 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 this is uh, Soviet Union. Um, uh, <laughs> why can't you see? I wonder. Turn off the background. How do you do this? How um, did you turn it on? <laughs> well, how did you end I, up in space? <laughs> uh, this is probably my fourth Jew, uh, Zoom ever. So. You've been hanging out with Dan? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> really, right now. I'm not uh, really a Zoomer. Uh, one sec, one sec. Uh, Ruslan is actually a part of the Russian space program. <laughs> I mean, you not, nothing <laughs> really works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There the Beatles. Yeah, it says the Beatles. Yeah, the, the Beatles. Beatles. I, I wanted to say... No, as was we were talking about the Beatles, so uh, yes, I would say the Beatles for me is a really good example uh, for a band. I mean, this is like always been for me. I got inspired by these by their stories. I mean, not the sad part, although there is so many tragic stuff were going on uh, while they were going up. But uh, as a band, like they were friends in the beginning, and then they become. But and this is really was always important for me, play not just with musicians but uh, with friends, and uh, I think in that, uh, with that the role model, uh, music sounds totally different. I guess. You know? I mean, you know, while we're here and uh, this is the second reboot, and like <laughs> we can hash back with the COVID uh, times, but uh, I wanted to ask you or all of you uh, thoughts on. Uh, using uh, different drugs for inspiration while we're talking about the Beatles because that was a huge part of what they did. What do y'all think mm -hmm. about uh, using using drugs to uh, maybe help influence? The, well, it, the it, good it, musician is it, sober musician. Well, it depends. What do you think about using drugs for inspiration? <laughs> I, I have I have no issue with it. Of uh, you know. Uh, like I, have no issue, I have no issue of uh, taking a trip or doing doing whatever. Um, <laughs> I, like, uh, I just, I think there is a problem, like, with some of my favorite bands, like Lane Staley of Alice in Chains, or yeah. even with Kurt Cobain, like, uh, drug use can uh, lead to uh, early death. But, um, I mean, I think, I, think I think in moderation. The thing is, like, uh, when artists or artistic people become addicts, that's because they're in pain, you know? And mm -hmm. but when people use drugs just for inspiration, as you say, or recreationally, that's a different thing. Yeah. So, I mean, 
obviously it's okay to use it for inspiration occasionally as long as you're not an addict but if you're an addict that's probably not too good for you Absolutely. i mean I, I i gotta say that since we were talking about the beatles i uh, i mean one of the things that i love and respect about the beatles they they went through the whole pop spectrum really they did i mean they, they're one of the few bands that you know went from actual pop like dance music to really psychedelic to ballads to i mean they they did the whole spectrum and everybody else since then have been kind of you know they're picking repeating that they they went through the whole spectrum uh if if you know we're talking about drugs i mean really i know i i believe in balance the most anything anything in life i believe in balance so yeah. it's too, too little Maybe not great. No, much. no, no. I mean, there's. A, it's not like. Uh, I mean, I, I I can play uh, drums when I'm when I uh, high or or. I think writing. I think Alan. No, but uh, it's really good to for for example when you record the album. You know, sometimes uh, uh, maybe smoke a joint and listen what you're actually doing because this kind of thing helps you to. Uh, uh, see what's inside. You know, you might hear more. Uh, you got more ideas, probably, of how to arrange or what to add or what. To, I mean, it's when you're focusing. Sometimes it helps. But uh, in general, huh? Kind of step outside of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you. I mean, it's, you know, everybody's different. For example, I uh, I always been working, and music was. Uh, you know, like a second part of my life. And sometimes, you know, you know, living in New York, you work a lot, you do a lot of stuff, and then you're going to rehearsal and you're trying to kind of, you know, um, relax, just take it easy because yeah. you can't play music being rushed, you know, or, or tired, you know, you need sure. to chill out and actually listen to music and play music. So sometimes, you know, like a glass of wine or some, uh, maybe uh, we may help you to be uh, more focused yeah, and relaxed. No, I, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it, 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 I don't think there's an answer to this question, really. It really oh, we just I don't think there's a wrong answer. It depends on the person and it depends on the balance and it depends on, you know, which way you're looking at at this this journey that that you know bringing us all together and i mean guys i mean i don't know like uh you know probably cocaine heroin a bunch of shit like that's probably not too great at all you know no we're uh, not talking about them right and i mean that is what's killed like you know i think about sublime i think about mm, Alice no, Chains, no, no. you know all, all the all those all those guys were taken predominantly you, you by know what's funny to think about it i'm not i'm not funny think uh is a bad word it was really strange that you know like they were doing actually on stage and people were watching them i mean basically and then it's just like you know like famous rock star they put it in the box and just like okay move over it's like basically you know like those guys sacrificed and you know being all artists uh, all the way and kill themselves on the stage and people just million people just keep watching it and yeah that was a problem you know yeah, I, it was I, kind I of did, strange too <laughs> I, I, I did i did i did cocaine twice uh, the second time to cut the story short, and this was the last time I did it, I ended up, you know, I was walking to Times Square trying to find a place to drink at, and then I, I, I became amazingly tired, and I find, <laughs> I, I saw a cardboard box at 42nd Street, which is like the center of Times Square. Uh, I see a cardboard box, and uh, the first thing that comes to me, like, I want to sleep on this cardboard box. I fell asleep on the cardboard box. A homeless dude came up to me, kicked me, and so like, you, you're in my space, and this was the last time I did cocaine. <laughs> what? Yeah, I told y'all this would be more I, like I, Joe I Rogan can tell you this: whatever you did wasn't coke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's interesting how uh, Ilya Inigar was saying about my space in different directions. See, and just like that, we're more Joe Rogan now. We're having a good time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got about three minutes before this one shuts off. Um, I wanted to go at Jason for a second because he's been quiet. Uh, Jason, tell me a little bit about uh, piano uh, influence. Like, who are some people that uh, you really listen to when you're trying to get inspired? 
maybe today or yesterday? Uh, my love my was Billy Joel. I, my dad ordered like the greatest hits volumes one and two uh, through like Columbia House through that service mm. where it was like, we'll give you 10 CDs for a dollar and then never ask you for any more money ever again. What kind of business plan was that? I uh, do not understand it, but Netflix. we got a lot of great CDs out of it. It's the original yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but they never moved on to what Netflix did. <laughs> no, they never did. <laughs> but uh, when when Ben Folds 5 first came out, that kind of like revolutionized the piano for me. Like that was the first time that I really heard piano in like a modern rock context. Just someone just like, the same way that I saw like Stevie Ray Vaughn like throwing his uh guitar around, Ben Folds was like throwing his piano stool at the piano and shit like that. And I that was like, oh mate, I I could I could be a rock musician and still play this instrument that is not necessarily a, a rock uh instrument. Yeah, and you mentioned that you were teaching before you moved to New York City. Was this like uh, is this what you studied in college? Yeah, I, well, I, I I went to music school, but as a vocalist. Uh, and then very quickly after I got out of school, I realized that there are a lot of fantastic singers, many of them much prettier than I am, and uh, but not that many skilled piano players. So I kind of started working my chops and kind of moving in a different direction. All right, perfect. Hey, this excuse me, the singer. So, uh, in the previous failed recording, we talked a little bit about uh, the COVID years, and I was sharing with y'all how it really uh, shut down the live venues around here, even the house shows. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot doing. So, tell me a little bit about the New York City experience. Uh, were y'all able to really play, or what was that like? <laughs> well. Personally, for me, it was like a good time that I'm, you know, feel nostalgic about right now because we were getting paid pretty well, you know, for just for staying at home. Yeah, with more more than I would make regularly, right? And uh, I'm not like I'm I'm not I I don't usually like leaving my house, so it was like an ideal situation where I was getting paid and i could you know like record music at home and <laughs> people were all ears because they were stars for culture nobody had a job save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To go to, so people listened to a lot of music and watched a lot of um, videos. Yeah. So it was the golden era of... Uh, online music production well and not online we made a uh, an album and a music video during covid yeah a couple oh, couple yeah. music plus videos. each of us also did a bunch of our own projects as well simultaneously i mean we actually me and ruslan we were uh i mean we are in a, in a band called sons of venus which is separate from this band and uh we we kind of like during that covid era we recorded two albums one album two what do you mean two well what well, 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 it depends when you consider two uh COVID era well i mean sons of venus, sons of venus recorded one album oh well i mean if if you judge yeah but I, i'm saying like at the peak of of the COVID, <laughs> the peak of ah. the COVID uh era when you know nobody was people weren't going outside and everything no we got in the it was emotionally actually a really good time yeah, for music yeah, yeah. because you know uh 
you know, so much things was going on, and people were feeling different, and lots of death around you, and and you're walking in a dead city, New York, by you know just empty and for yourself. I yeah. walked from Central Park to Prospect Park by myself during the rain during COVID. It took me the four hours and thirty sleeps. minutes. Was it sleeping? Fell asleep. <laughs> was sleeping. It was empty, and it was really interesting experience. And music is the best thing for a musician, of course, to uh, to impress yourself and all the things. So, you know, it was really a good thing to 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 put into albums. Which I mean, we... it, it it was a good it was a good that first year of COVID was a really good way. Like for, uh, I think for everyone, but I mean for me personally, of reflection and just kind of like taking a step back, trying new things. Uh, I mean, uh, me, me and my wife, we we travel throughout the country. We kind of just, you know, when New York was in panic and everything was, you know, closed and people were really scared of each other, we we just kind of got in a car and just drove out in, into nowhere. And it was and, uh, it was a plus positive for me too, like. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of interviews with a lot of different singer-songwriters and bands I probably wouldn't have been able to get because mm. they would have been way too busy because mm. uh, they weren't able to do anything. And during COVID, like we started the Porch Talk mm. uh, online concert series to where I would invite people, you know, musicians like play for your band, play, or you play for an hour and I'll pay you 300 bucks. And mm. we would broadcast it out on the live stream and then when it was over it was treated just like a concert i would archive it but the feed mm. was gone no mm. you didn't record it no it i, I did actually record it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good igor I'm just, I'm just, hey, like, as we say in new york i'm just busting your balls man yeah dude, and I, I, I need it dude i, I do apologize <laughs> i needed that so uh, i mean uh Ilya, like with uh just all your creative endeavors. I imagine like COVID had to be like kind of a godsend for you as far as all the creative outlets that you're into. It probably yeah, gave you it gave you time to really get in there. More more than time, it's you know, what prevents you from creating stuff is the anxiety that you have to do something else or you have to uh you know make money to pay rent or something. And that like creates an enorm enormous mental block that prevents you from creating. And that time, you know, you, you didn't have to be anywhere. You yep. could just like stay at home and that anxiety was all gone. And you could really dedicate a lot of time to whatever it is you were going to do. And also, um, since a lot of people thought they were going to die this year, people were really easy to part with their money and we raised a lot of <laughs> like a decent number of uh, like decent amount of cash for this album right yeah. through uh, crowdfunding was that that year or, or the next that was that yeah year? yeah yeah it was, was like 2020 I think. right it was sure. however as we say we you know we were also supposed to tour in Mexico yeah. at that time and uh we were really taking off in Mexico during that period the spring and summer of 2020 and everything just got shut down we ended up never going there even though we were like on the radio and in all kinds of magazines and everything all the time down there but we never actually played live down there yet we hope to uh, still make that happen I mean I, actually th this record uh who deserves balloons and medals it, it was uh by one of the top radio stations, Ibero, um, in in Mexico, it was chosen as one of the best uh, of the year, I think. And then wow, another radio, yes. another radio station chose it as uh, like a single. Waiters as like one of the best uh, singles of the year. Yeah, we got like a, like a couple of one of the best uh, of twenty twenty two. Best video and. Best video was in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston Press. Uh, Houston Press did a thing like we, we were uh, waitress. I think like, was uh, waitress. waitress. Yeah, one of the top fifty. Yeah, guys, uh, I'm telling you, like with the music the year, videos, yeah, we, the album, yeah. like everything that I've heard and watched it goes. I I am so impressed. Uh, oh, thank you. Of uh, 
Thank you. Like the musicianship on it, like the guitar work, the piano work, the vocal work, uh, the videography <laughs> on the music videos, guys. I I have thoroughly enjoyed my experience of like you, being uh, just overcome by Mad Meg, that that pre, that uh, that nun, that silly nun. But uh, like, <laughs> how did how did this whole like? Uh, reaching out to Mexico and all these different places around the world, like Igor, how did how did that take off? Uh, yes, I'm the guy that bothers people. Uh, <laughs> as as you know, I think in the previous interview we talked about that more. I mean, I I, I constantly uh, keep track of social media, and I, I I try to you know as I've con contacted you, Alan, I kind of bothered you for a little bit for a couple of weeks. To kind of get the, this thing, um, hopefully not too much. <laughs> it wasn't too irritating. Uh, like uh, I was thankful for it because, like, it really pressed it pressed me to where, like, I was really inundated with Mad Megs. I mean, I, I I've, I've uh, in in Mexico, you know, there were a lot of like we we got some press in 2020, and we were on we were gonna go there all the festivals you know were non-existent and that didn't happen and then you know two years later uh this dj found our music and played it on a radio like a big radio this ibero radio station in mexico city and i kind of got in contact with him and kind of things started happening there as well uh you know but but i mean we 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 kind of we struck we struck a chord with like you know various people in different parts of the world i think we kind of you know still kind of doing the whole thing independently and everything um it uh we definitely struck a chord with different people different parts i mean you're in in the south yeah. <laughs> and dude we're uh we're silly with it like uh no i, I you know, I, I love I love putting this music on when we're hanging out, and uh, I can't I can't say what Dan was doing earlier, but if we were to be doing that, this is the kind of music we would be listening to, if if a, such a thing was happening. Uh, Ilya, tell me a little bit about the Lithuania. I can't even speak Lithuania. Uh, lethal, prison, lethal, lethal prison recording. How how did how did that happen? I butchered that. But like, tell me how did that happen? Oh uh, yeah, we uh we flew in for our Eastern European tour, and I think our first show of that tour got canceled or something. And our our Lithuanian promoter Jay offered us to play in a prison because he had previously uh, done something uh, of that sort, like organized uh, shows in prison. <laughs> and you know we 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 said said yes immediately we found a guy um a, a sound a person who would record the um, the live show and uh we ended up with a live album i mean we, we had a sound guy and a video guy the video guy wasn't too great <laughs> uh so so we ended up with just having an album but the sound guy was was pretty good we have a sound guy around here he does sound yeah. around town and uh, he's legally deaf, and I find that the most <laughs> legally deaf. Yeah, like I, th I think he's been running sound for so long, like he's mm. his, his ears is totally gone. But yeah. somehow he can kind of put you in there. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't where you want to be, but he'll get you there. <laughs> he's like the Beethoven of the of your town, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Man. It ain't where, where you want to be, but <laughs> he'll get there. So, guys, uh, like. Give me a, give me a little bit about the uh, the experience, uh, Ruslan. Um, what what is what is a Mad Meg show like? Mad Meg show like. What am oh, I experiencing? Uh, actually, uh, you experiencing a very very um, good experience. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully put, Ruslan. 
<laughs> well, uh, you put me in the spot. I wasn't prepared for this question. Uh, well, no, we, we're having fun. I mean, for me personally, I'm having fun. Guys, sometimes they're getting upset that I'm closing my eyes, but they're missing. They're missing because they can communicate with me at some point. But uh, I'm just zoom out because as soon as I'm on the stage and I'm just, you know, I'm there. And then I just wake up after after the show. What's it feel like touring around and playing this music out? Well, that was uh, was uh, was fun. That was uh, really. I mean, guys went to the Russia, uh, one of the uh, biggest uh, adventure in their life, uh, in the Russia tour. It was like twenty eight something uh, cities, uh, and it was winter, and it was <laughs> lots of interviews and shows. And I mean, they. Had I mean, really... we we went to Russia like six times or something uh, russia eastern europe i mean you really well uh yeah but um that was a pretty great experience and uh the, the, it, it's it, when you travel with your music it's uh, probably the most uh, fun and uh yeah. experience you know you're not just going to see you know local uh uh library or something but you actually can play in this local library. You're well, we found we also found that Russian audiences were a lot more receptive than New York audiences are, like maybe in general, but definitely to us. Yes. So yes. Uh, we uh, <clears throat> we felt very gratified playing there, and it was just a great experience. Like uh, all the clubs were super professional, the sound people were super professional. Everything sounded great. The audiences were very receptive. The whole thing was just um, a very warming kind of experience overall. I mean, inspiring. What do, you, what do you make of uh, what do you make of your time, Dan? Like since you've been with Mad Mix, like what are some of your favorite memories? Oh, favorite memories. <laughs> oh, we've had some real fun times on tour, especially. You know, I mean, some very interesting things that will last in the memory forever i'm not sure if i can share them here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well maybe not <laughs> well no, you, didn't share yeah, no, I mean, you know like even just uh, the first thing that comes to mind is uh right now as you ask me is probably oh, one of them is playing at the at the prison in lithuania because yeah. Just because it was such a crazy and weird experience it was just totally surreal you know i mean when i read that i was like what how what what is how does that even happen why <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we're we're, we're available when we're, we're available not just for prisons we're also available for bar mitzvahs and birthdays and and weddings and things like that. <laughs> you know but prisons as well you know we do it uh kindergartens no, I mean we we had I mean during tours you you definitely get uh I mean there there was a show we we played in uh was it Smolensk that there was like a like that so so we were booked at a huge a, a pretty big club uh but there were about 10 people and two of them were were skinheads who were just dancing throughout the whole show and they were zikhaing to you know <laughs> like like do, doing that type of thing uh and the rest of the people they were kind of yeah in the back in the back they were like <laughs> sitting by the bar and those two drunk skinheads they were the only like active members of the audience so we played like and there's like seven of us on the stage or like six so we played the whole show to these two dancing nazis they were like our only audience and then they were they were like screaming like like you know uh uh racial slurs and they were but they in, in the end right, like they they were really commenting or a yeah. Jewish appearance uh, yeah. let me ask you is that the southern equivalent of someone asking for someone to play free bird by leonard skinner mm -hmm. uh <laughs> maybe not sure i got the reference yeah, uh, <clears throat> let me ask you something is that a um when when somebody does that is that an ironic thing or are they serious it's ironic some? In the south, it's ironic. Yeah, mm. these guys were not ironic. 
They were just okay. yelling. They, they were yelling. No, I, I honestly, I, I, I thought they thought we looked Jewish and stuff. I mean, we do. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we are. But yeah, they were like torn between, uh, like enjoying the music and dancing to it. And kind of our weird Jewish uh, faces that are didn't like didn't sit well with them. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, you know, when we get outside, they, they would be waiting outside for us, and like, you know, you know, uh, but that Private didn't happen, summer. and they they actually ended up being a pretty awesome audience. I mean, if we had maybe our target audience are skinheads, I don't know. Well, you go tell me a little bit about the uh, uh, the guy that really opened up Lithuania uh, to y'all. He's like friends with the president there, and like to my well, understanding, there's like five people that live there. Yeah, <laughs> that that's some that sums up the last interview. <laughs> uh, he is his name is Zelvanus, uh, with the last name which I cannot remember off the top of my head, and I cannot pronounce, but I have it in my notes. Schwarplus. That's right. That's the one. Uh, but he likes to be called Jay. He lived in, in Chicago for for a long time and listened to a lot of rap music. And, and this is definitely uh, influenced his lingo, <laughs> so to say. Uh, he's one of the top promoters of world music in Lithuania. A really cool guy. Uh, he always said, you know, kick it from the heart. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> right. Let's kick it from the heart, guys, right before the show. <laughs> uh, is that the equivalent of break a leg? <laughs> no, I mean, it's definitely a lot of heart in that dude. No, uh, it's just like kicking the heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More like tear their dicks off. You know? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's kick it from the heart and tear their dicks off. And, I, and, and then, you know, we would at least su succeed at one of those. <laughs> and his, his catchphrase... <laughs> His, ca his catchphrase whenever he was like excited about something would be boom shakalaka. That's right. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, crazy stories. No, but, but, uh, yeah, that, that's the guy that, that I, you know, I was able to contact and, uh, we're still friends. I mean, we talk on a regular basis. Uh, hopefully we'll make it out there soon, uh, again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a he's a he's a cool dude. He he's around. Uh, I mean, he knows Lithuania like from from the bottom out. I mean, from he you could see him from in, the kick of his. <laughs> you could see him in in uh, with photographs with like the president of Lithuania to yeah. like you know you just walk around with him in the city and he introduces you to everybody, including like. You know, bums, which used to be who, who used to be uh, former opera singers and things like that. So it's definitely an experience. Well, guys, I, I want to uh, open this invitation up. Uh, any of you are welcome on the show, one v one, or we can do this again sometime. But just out of respect for y'all's time, and I apologize for my screw up earlier. I have three more questions to walk out the door. Um, question number one is if you could tell the porch talk audience one thing about mad meg like each of you what would you say mm. you guys go ahead um, <laughs> we i've been waiting for you we um porch talk let me see we love then I think you start but <laughs> we, we love the porch the porches are great we would play anytime on any porch anywhere so Meg is uh, the name Mad Meg is um it comes from a, a painting the band is named after a painting by the Flemish uh Renaissance painter Peter Bruegel the elder and Mad Meg is an anglicization of the Dutch name of the painting, which is Dulgret, which means the same thing. It's basically this crazy woman named Margaret. And uh, it's, uh, it's a medieval German fairy tale or folk, folk tale about a uh, peasant woman who gets a peasant army together to storm hell. And so um, that's what the band is named after, and that's quite apropos for what we really are. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dan. 
And uh, if we ever get to meet in person, I'm going to buy you at least two beers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have it on camera, so now you can't refuse. <laughs> All right. Uh, and it's recorded. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Ruslan, you got anything? You got anything that you would like to add to that? I think uh, guys described it perfectly. Yeah. All uh, right. So question two, and uh, all of you or each of you, is uh, where can people go to find you personally or if you just want to be found by the band? Where do they go? That, that are, was are, actually, your, are your other projects? I mean, Brooklyn. <laughs> that, that was actually like my answer to would be my answer to the previous question <laughs> like if there is one thing uh people need to know about mad mag is how to find us and um there there are several ways right there we have uh our instagram account our facebook account our, uh, our youtube account and uh, they're constantly, they're constantly <laughs> <Venmo. laughs> they're constantly being updated so there is always something new there um Igor, do you remember? Like, I don't want to like fuck it up. Do you remember how to spell our handles on all the accounts? Why, well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> it's it's okay. I'll, I'll I'll do it. It seems well, uh, we to say them out loud, right? You can post them right after. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, but, but but pretty much search for Mad Meg the band, and it will it will show you our stuff. And we have a residency right now in New York City at a yeah. club called the New Blue 151, which is a fantastic thing. And it's a more or less a monthly show. Uh, it's been great so far. Great audiences, great playing. The sound is fantastic. If you're in New York or swinging through, definitely. Want, you know, we're constantly, we're kind of, we're doing this thing around us, but, you know, we're bringing other musicians that we really dig and like writers that we really dig and kind of, just doing a you know a thing around the art that we like yeah we're trying to build a community around that uh, venue um that will hopefully we were doing that just a couple of months ago but hopefully that will grow yeah uh into something uh bigger than us yeah it's a club called new blue 151 spelled n-u-b-l-u 151 i thank you dan and my last question, and, and to that is, uh, I'm, I'm very happy, like, in Columbus, it's a little bit different than New York City, obviously, but here, just in the south at Mississippi, is uh, I host an open mic, I have a residency as well, and, like, I've been working so hard as far as, like, culture building and bringing in new talent from fans that would never be here unless I were to invite them. And so uh, y'all are definitely on that list. And I, I will Thank you, make that possible. Uh, guys, I, I really believe in y'all. I thank y'all so much for hanging in there with me, even after we wasted practically a whole hour. Uh, so thank you. But my that last pleasure. Question, pleasure to meet you, man. Oh, Ruslan. Don't uh, hopefully we're going to see you uh, down south and we're going to meet personally and oh, play yeah. music. We're going to have a good time, Bubba. But my last question to walk it out of the door was, what was your favorite part of this conversation? I really enjoyed your recording abilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty dope, wasn't it, Delia? <laughs> well, you, you took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into it. Uh, Alan, I thought you were a fantastic interviewer, actually. I mean... Yeah. Uh, you know, you're very quick on the uptake. You hear everything. Although you don't hit record all the time. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, I mean, you know, record or not, it's just like, uh, it just was very nice Monday evening to spend time with you, having a conversation about music inspiration. And actually another reason, us each see each other finally, because we don't hang out often yeah. because everybody's busy and... We haven't seen each other for a few weeks, and it's yeah. another reason to see. And yeah, actually, we've been like only seeing each other like on Zoom podcasts, really. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I second, uh, I second that. Ruslan put it put it beautifully. You know, I I, I gotta say it, it's it's like it's, there's something cool when I speak to. I it might I might be hallucinating or whatever, but. 
there's like some, something cool when I speak to people from the south about music, and there's like a different take on it that that's a lot more immersive and like they kind of feel what you're doing, and that that yeah. that that's that's a cool thing with you as well. So th- oh. this was a lo- this was a lot of fun. Uh, Are you a musician? Open invitation to each of y'all. Uh, you want to come back on the show? I would love to talk music more deeply. We can talk about the Beatles. We can talk about influence. I would love to pick any of y'all's brain about the creative art or like how you pursue it and your influence and what you're into. I I, I would invite all of y'all to the table. This is I, I've never done anything this big on the internet. That's why I was so like stupid about doing it. I had no idea how to do it. So thank y'all for y'all's patience. Like we learned a lot thank tonight. You. I know I did. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think we're, we're all like, uh, I mean, we all have our like uh, separate uh, solo projects that we're doing. I mean, yeah. me and Ruslan are with the band and Dan is releasing something soon. Uh, I mean, maybe we could, you know, do do a, like a, a separate thing about, you know, yeah. that. Absolutely. Alan, are you, Alan, are you, are you, thank yeah. you. Alan, yeah. are you a musician? I am. What do you play? Uh, give me just a second. Let me show you something. This was my COVID project. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. It's, You're a, so uh, it's a compilation record of uh, musicians from Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. And I either sat in their garage or kitchen and recorded them off of my mics. Or they sent me something, and uh, we sent this up to Got a Groove Records, and we mm-hmm. had it produced. And this is my COVID project. Nice, that's amazing. That's cool. it looks amazing. I love yeah. the cover. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, okay. love to, I'd love to send y'all a copy. Like, uh, yeah, that'd be great. What kind yeah. of music? Uh, it's, it's mostly like folk. Uh, there, there's blues. There's Americana. Uh, it's it's very southern. Uh, so I can, I can, like I'll, I can email I'll email y'all the tracks. Yeah, yeah I was I was gonna ask if you could if you could uh, yeah we could listen. To, I love the cover, man. Yeah, that's uh that's A. Parker's. He's a he's a folk artist and also a folk musician. So he's 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 on the record and he did the record. Mm. And is that a picture of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm a I'm a slimy blues man. <laughs> Even the flowers will sing for me. Mm. <laughs> If we could get it, you could see like the singing yeah. flowers in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, cool, well uh, I, I can't tell you. Uh, thank you all so much for your patience. And uh, let, let's go ahead and sign this thing off. Um, and let's get together. I, I, I'd love to make some music with you all sometime, right? Sure. Sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. We'll, let, let, let's talk. Uh, I mean, we'll talk after yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's sign on out. Thank you all so much. We're out of here. Okay. Good night. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. See ya. Bye. 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 Have I ever served you drinks? You look familiar. I'm grateful for your tips. Well, thanks a million. I'm walking down Bowery, Bowery, so might well step recovery, recovery from being an artist, anonymously lost, culture downgraded to food, artists to waiters, everything that I thought I understood, what matters today, so I'm walking down Bowery, Bowery, might well step recovery, recovery from being an artist, anonymously lost. Generation proclamation of our hanging up our aprons For occupational asphyxiation we anonymously lost I'm walking down a barry Till my goals that recovery Recovery from begging our test 
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.